Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to the China Shop. You've made it, and we're so glad everybody's here. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, how am I doing today? I think you're doing fantastic. Oh, I am. I think you're doing fantastic. <laughs> I am not. No, I'm just kidding. I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Just trying to shake it up a bit. Give, give the folks something different. Fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> Or you're dead. Either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, come on into the shop with us today. Folks, sit back, relax, rage against that hedge machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains, cutting losses, talking news, talking to the shop, talking shop, <laughs> trading shop. Shop, shop, shop. Shoppity shop. Shoppity shop. If you are new to the China shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialneptitude.com. Give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. You could give uh, uh, our order flow lab series a, a, a whirl. Big fan of that. That's some good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have all the links to that stuff in the episode description. Best place to be is come check out our free Discord server. Uh, we get on there lots every day with lots of amazing people. Really awesome place to be. Totally free. No paid tiers or special access areas. Just a bunch of great folks trying to learn. That's right. And, and uh, you know, cheer each other on. Yeah. Great trading support group we got going. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when you do join that server, send, send Kyle a DM with your uh, mailing address so we can send you some smash it yourself swag. Or if we've already sent you some smash it yourself swag, check out the link to our China shop shop. Oh, wait, I got, I got this one. Dan, you, uh, you, you shared an amazing article with me talking about how the, uh, the sentence fillers like um and uh mm -hmm, mm -hmm. actually result in people having a better memory for what is said next. So I'd just like to say to everybody listening, um, please check out the shop because uh, <laughs> we could really use people uh, supporting the show. <laughs> Um, I agree, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just glad everybody's here. It's a lot of fun. Always better with friends. And uh, this China shop is getting full of friends. It can't get too full, though, because it's virtual. So the more the merrier. Get your asses to that Discord server. Hey, we got any show news? Uh, yeah, we got a collaboration with uh, Jason from Completely Off the Rails. Uh, I'd also like to apologize to Jason if he's listening. I think I just abbreviated it as off the rails last time. It is completely off the rails. So if you're trying to find mm. them, uh, there's a lot of apparently mm -hmm. off the rails podcasts out there. But only one that's gone complete. Com exactly. <laughs> and that's Jason. But Jason is a day trader. So we're excited to, to talk to him, learn about his strategy and his journey. Oh, wonderful. And probably go off the rails a little bit ourselves. Oh, we've never <laughs> done that once on this show. Yeah. Not once. All business here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Saturday, we are recording the episode with Job, episode three of Back to the Futures. 
that was supposed to happen earlier this week, but due to some scheduling conflicts, we had to push that back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, be too late by the time you're listening to this, submitting any questions though. So I guess it doesn't matter for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we have Lance Bellin, a CFP and author of More Money are more wealth, less taxes. Uh, then we got Sammy Ellard King, founder of Up the Gains. Uh, Joe Sakala, Dream Exchange Part Two, should be coming Ooh. after that. Uh, we do need to confirm that one to make sure he hasn't forgotten about us or that he's been able to actually announce his news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also got swamped with just a ton of guest requests. So uh, looks like we're going to be having to probably release a couple more of these uh, coming up here soon. I think we'll be starting with uh, the. Uh, I guess I shouldn't announce it till I confirm them. Uh, we got some really exciting ones on there. I'll just say that. Yes, yes, and uh, we might start dropping more than one interview a week. Yeah, I think we're going to have to just to get through all the. There's just so many of them, and we've seen what happens when we schedule them three months out. It's fifty fifty whether they're not to remember. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other news too. Uh, next week we're looking to debut our. What did we figure out a name for this? Two bulls trading information, trading information shorts, <laughs> market headlines. I don't know what we're calling uh, that. Uh, two bulls breaking news. Oh, that works too. Um, we yeah, break just, China, we break news. You want to explain it because it's your baby? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd like to put out some, some shorter, uh, maybe 15 minute episodes as news comes out through the week. Just market news, you and me giving our, our hot takes. Uh, as they come out, right. try to be a little more current, get maybe a little more content out for you folks. Uh, the plan is to have those released in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that way uh, they should be available for people's commutes. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we grow, maybe, you know, who knows, maybe we will have, make it a daily thing. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. Sounds good to me. All right, folks, we have got a killer, kitschy, kinesthetic show for you today. Kitschy, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like something you listen to in your kitchen, right? That's what kitschy means. Not quite. No? no? <laughs> do you, hang on. Do you want the definition? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, let's see. As an adjective, it is considered to be in poor taste, but appreciated and, and ironic and knowing way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess I should have said we've got a kitschy, kitschy, kitschy show for you today. I think that's going to be in the new tagline going forward. <laughs> the kitschiest show on finance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, please, please, please. Uh, We got lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than Twitter has excuses for their terrible earnings. (laughs) They got a lot, too. They do. (laughs) They're all bad. Look, it wasn't (laughs) us, okay? We didn't do it. Oh, God. (laughs) The world did it to us. Save it. Save it. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Teaser. Teasing something. (laughs) Talk about that later. And and as always, reach out to us. We do love your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, on the Discord. Got that link in the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email to two bulls at financialneptitude.com. That's the number two. Or you can give us a phone call or text message to 725-22-BULLS. That's 725-222-8557. We're not logging any phone numbers for spam. We're just trying to, you know, Get more audience engagement. Share share those wonderful comments with everybody here on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade or terrible trade you just made, or or maybe you were just trying to lead your people to greatness through war and genocide, but the rest of the world freaked out, and now you're stuck in a bunker rethinking your decisions. It doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out. Oh my god, 
Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, what? what fucking, which movie is this? This sounds like uh, the life of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah, the movie's called Downfall. Have you not seen that German film? No, I'm not. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Too dark. Too dark. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, it end, it's got a happy ending. <laughs> For the majority of the world, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For most rational people, I would agree. Oh, Kyle, I think it's time, uh, time to talk about those bet results. Uh, before we do that real quick, I uh, do want to quickly issue an uh, apology. Last week, uh, they featured some gratuitous use of the C word. I thought that uh, due to my family's you know, origination in uh, UP Michigan made me you know, pretty much Canadian, but apparently that's mm. not the case. I've been mm. reminded by our good Canadian-American friends up to the north. That that is their word, uh, not ours. So, uh, from the deepest deepest depths of my heart, I really do apologize for for using the word Canuck over and over again. Oh shit! I, I thought it was a hockey team. Oh <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> shit! How do I the Vancouver C words? <laughs> I'll refer to them as the Vancouver Canadian Americans going forward. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Now, now we can talk about the bad results. All Let's... right. Um, I lost money. Oh, I made a bunch of money. All right. Well, I guess I'll go first then. Yeah. Um, BMY, not BMY. God damn it. Uh, Albertsons. I tried a- ACI. Yeah, ACI. I tried to short Albertsons because it was uh, looked like it was rotating below a nice balance zone that I had drawn on my charts. Uh, opened at twenty six forty seven. Did nothing and finished the work at twenty six fifty. So I lost about sixty cents. Uh, finished at five twenty six forty one. Pretty pretty lame. Nothing happened. I didn't lose money though, so I guess or lots. All right. So uh, you said you made money until Ray? Yeah. I thought you were shorting it. Oh, unless it opened above three forty, and it opened at four dollars thirty four cents. What? And got as high as uh, five thirty seven on the Toronto Exchange, of course. Oh uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Oh, no, no. I can't, it, opened I can't three, just... <laughs> it opened at three thirty-seven. Kyle, I know you're racist against Canadians. I've heard your language, <laughs> but their exchange is just as valid as ours. Oh uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, fine. I lost money too. I should have gone first because I lost. Oh no! You know what? You okay? It, it's, it's okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't have any take profits. So even if I did the Toronto exchange, I wouldn't really made much. Well, I'm also converting your $500 US to Canadian. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, uh, I was uh, going to go short Tilray unless they open above $3.40. They open at $3.37. So close. Uh, uh, and of course, that, uh, that news, people did get really stupid excited. They really started buying the stock like Bill is actually going to pass the Senate. Which I don't have hopes it will. Then we'll talk about that more in the news segment uh, here in a minute. Regardless, uh, $3.40 was my stop. So I didn't exactly lose a bundle. I went from $507.92 to $503.04. And random had TU. I don't remember what exactly that was. Uh, opened the week at 22.14, closed at 22.37. So random is sitting in a commanding lead at $541.49. Mm. By the way, five hundred Canadian dollars is equal to three hundred eighty-seven dollars and eleven cents U.S. Oh, so if my five hundred got transferred to Canadian, 
the exchange rate would mean I had more Canadian dollars than you have American dollars. <laughs> oh, no. All right. <laughs> Sweet. Getting rich by moving north. Exchange rate rich. That might actually be a real plan. <laughs> you just discovered Forex, Dan. I did. I did. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's talk about some news. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skitty tools trading information. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill, no, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? All right. Uh, you have anything big to start with? Uh, the Fed's in their blackout period, so they're not tanking the markets like they tend to do yet. That'll be next week. You know, I I got uh, I got one about tanks in China. I got one about inflation, and I got one about a banking error fucking with the Swedish market. What, what do you think is the biggest deal to start off with? Probably China. I think we got to follow up on China. We've been talking about this one for over a month now, it seems like. We have. It started out with people getting false COVID flags so they, they weren't allowed to travel right. to, go, to go to their bank to withdraw money. Now, protesters trying to withdraw money from their banks are being met by tanks, Tiananmen Square 2.0 style. Uh-huh. <laughs> They've deployed tanks to disperse protesters of people trying to withdraw money maybe those tanks are just on their way to like uh, an auction to try <laughs> to raise money for the depositors <laughs> gotta get that money back i mean <laughs> this this has been a, such a long long term thing that started with with real estate it started with that big evergrande and a bunch of other mm-hmm. real estate companies going under and it's been dominoes slowly falling dominoes are we witnessing the collapse of china is it that extreme i don't know i mean so far it's just the regional banks right i don't think i've seen anything about any like the major banks yeah this is uh, the henan provincial financial supervision bureau issuing notices to to the Hunan villages and towns. They were supposed to, I guess, get their deposits back on July 15th, but only a handful of people have gotten those. Mm. Big, big state media is not talking about it. Really? What? The state-run media is not talking about it? It can't be that big a deal. Yeah. Or it's a really big deal because they're not talking about it. Nothing to see here. Yeah. In 2022, uh, 460,000 companies in China have had to close down. What? That's that's what's happened. Uh, a, a video circulated online a few days ago by uh, Beijing University professor Zhang Yuhuang, Yuhuang said, yeah, two, two, 2022 is a difficult year for China. 460,000 companies have closed down in the first half of the year. And 3 million industrial and commercial households were written off. Oof. So what's the game plan over here? Well, I mean... I wouldn't go up against a tank to try and get cash. If that, even if that was a game show, I don't think I, I don't think I'd win. <laughs> I'd watch that show. <laughs> 
Oh God! Yeah. Next up on Chinese gladiators. So what? What actually happened in Tiananmen Square? What were? Oh, it was demanding democracy and freedom. So yeah, I wonder how that worked out for them. I mean, <laughs> they do have capitalism, kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah. They got capitalism light. Yeah. Uh something we definitely need to keep an eye on, though, because. Yeah, so far it's just the regional banks, but you know how all this shit gets intertwined. Yeah, and and all the stuff we buy comes from China, so we, we don't want them to just disappear. Right. Remember when Iceland fell apart? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that had some wide-reaching effects, too. Yeah, and they weren't even manufacturing <laughs> over half of what we purchased. Oh, I thought you were going to say tanks. <laughs> tanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wonder if they would have tried that. <laughs> I'm making a run on the bank. I want to talk about the uh, the weed bill that you alluded to earlier. Okay. Um, the thing that was disappointing for me when I saw this initially, the initial news, I saw it as a tweet from Unusual Wales talking about how this uh, Congress is po- poised to present the first significant piece of weed legislation reformation and like, you know, ever or the whatever the term was they used they basically made it sound like this was imminently about to pass this is it and then you read the actual story that they linked and they talk that the, the headlines talks about it having an uphill battle to even get the passage the article itself is saying that basically that the odds of this thing passing the senate are slim more than likely what might happen is that some of the pieces of this bill may find their way into other bills that could get passed before the end of the year but uh i mean <laughs> There's a lot of Democrats that are opposed to legal marijuana. Yeah. It makes sense after what we learned from talking to Jen Beck. Uh, I don't know how long ago that was. Oh, from Jihi? Yeah. The the way that the uh, states are taxing gross incomes as opposed to net incomes. Mm-hmm. So, you can see why, uh, you know, yeah, just follow the money. You can see why why there would be a lot of opposition to this. But <laughs> Legalize it and lose money? I don't think so. The other problem, though, is even if it does make it through the Senate, is it still has to get through Biden. Biden, I think, has been on record as saying that he's against uh, federal weed le- legislation. Yeah, he's repeatedly, repeatedly said that. Yeah, he's a party pooper. So, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe if this doesn't go through, then maybe we start to see some of the provisions from like the Safe Banking Act. Uh, that seems to have a lot more support, but uh, I don't know, more is needed. I don't think the bill itself will pass. It, it's... Just like everything else, it's going to get tacked on to some other bill or like the budget bill to fund the government. That's that's the only way they pass things anymore. Why does it take so long for something that Americans unanimously support and what is supposed to be a, a country governed by the people? Well, you know, if you really want to open up that can of worms. Roughly two thirds of Americans back legalization. You know, Kyle, uh, there was a study done by one of the schools in Harvard that showed for the longest time, public opinion has not been what Congress passes. It's been what big money interests want. What? what I know. Shocking. 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 Yep. Uh, It's been, I mean, and I'm, I'm talking for decades and decades and decades. It's no new development. No, not surprising. The idea that uh, the people's will is being represented in Washington is is, is a kind of farcical. Uh, tell me more about this Citigroup thing. I want to know about how okay how easy it is to crash Sweden's stock market. Okay, okay. Now, so a uh, Citigroup transaction, a uh, 
one of their <laughs> employees at the London trading desk was entering a stock trade for the Stockholm OMX 30 equity benchmark index, uh-huh. uh, uh, or, or sorry, relating to a NASDAQ uh, index that involves Swedish companies. He put in the wrong numbers on a sell order. Ooh. And it caused, <laughs> it caused a, a big sell off. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So you can just type in the wrong number and then everybody goes, wait, it's trading at what? Sell. You know how many stop losses got triggered? Did it actually execute? Yeah. Typed it in wrong. Executed it wrong. How much bigger of a trade did he make than he meant to? Does it say? It does not. It was just a single sell side order, caused a flash crash, dropped the the whole Swedish stock market by 8% uh, in about five minutes. Okay. So is there no, they have no like safeguards to prevent it? Because this is not the first time this has happened. Apparently I'm looking through the article too. It looks like this has happened on the Dow on, in 2010. The Dow <laughs> dropped a uh, thousand points or 9% of its value in 36 minutes after it had another error in his trade yeah 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 you just type in the wrong thing and then boom like i just i find it surprising that they would even let that execute like the the trade desk itself like their software doesn't say like oh no that's too much size are you sure you want to short 10 percent of the gdp <laughs> like like remember with gme and amc when it was like i'm gonna put in a sell order at a thousand dollars a share and they're like no that's too far away from where the price yeah. is at you can't you can't submit that order yeah you think they'd have something like that <laughs> I'm guessing he market shorted because uh, of the way that it the way that it traded. That's just a guess, though. It doesn't really have much details on here. Um, fuck, we need to pay attention to this. I want to see more of this. It also happened during a, a holiday. Oh, so there's zero liquidity. So the the trade trading activity was thin anyway. Yeah, so it was a low liquidity yeah. day. No, yep. So good job, Citigroup. They declined to comment for the story. Uh, not surprised. <laughs> you think that guy still works there? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Oh, sorry, boss. Good time. You get that's one, two more, and that goes on your permanent record. You you crash two more country <laughs> stock exchanges, and that's it. And we're gonna have a serious talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I hope I hope it was Nick Leeson. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh God. Uh, last thing that I really wanted to cover was. Uh, bit about the oh, fuck right, chip stocks chip stocks have been mm-hmm. seeing a lot of bullish action lately uh and it's amazing how good of a trader nancy pelosi is no uh hold on it wasn't her oh it was her husband i'm sorry and as we know from mitt romney when they tried to ban congressional stock trading it would be unfair mm-hmm. to limit the spouses yeah Take away their freedoms, Kyle. That's right. So, yeah, her husband is the genius. Yeah, he bought $5 million worth of NVIDIA stock, and that was uh, just days before. The disclosure was days before the uh, the CHIP Act was passed. Days, you say? Yeah, just days. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wow, what good timing. What was it? What was interesting to me, though, was more about the... um, just the details about how well the semiconductors have been doing since basically July. They've been outpacing the broader market rebound. Uh, it's been continuing to run. Uh, TSM, one of the stocks that we followed for a while, they had better than expected quarterly results. Samsung reported a 21% jump in revenue. Uh, data for mobile phone shipments from China showed a jump of 9.2% June. Apple leading the demand. Uh, and then obviously the $52 billion bill 
that the Senate's advancing for subsidiary subsidies in the semiconductor industry. Mm. So the stocks fell a long ways and it looks like maybe now people are starting to, to try to pick it back up again. Well, it looks like demand is still strong and uh, I was kind of surprised to see that. I thought that once the supply chain issues started easing that, you know, we'd start to see kind of a return to, to normal normalcy from, from those groups. But doesn't look to be the case. Yeah. Well, I got to say, really not not surprised that that semiconductors are are getting strong again but i also am even less surprised that uh pelosi's husband (laughs) that pelosi's husband's such a good trader (laughs) oh he's so good oh no it's crazy anyway that's all i got you got anything else (laughs) uh i got one last one to talk about it's about inflation oh okay my favorite topic (laughs) yeah exactly uh it's because you love them blow-up dolls yeah (laughs) oh that's a thinker uh, inflation is even worse if you measure it the proper way is the, is the headline. Now, I tried to read this three or four times, and I wasn't even drinking or smoking weed. I'm going to admit I didn't really totally understand it beyond the guys saying if you're measuring year over year as the, like, the big 9% statistic mm-hmm. for estimated for June is different than the way they, uh, they measure things like employment uh month to month Hmm. percentage change changes and even the gdp and if you look at so if you look at the annual change it's like the nine percent but if you look at an annualized monthly change we're at 17 percent oh wow we kind of had a little bit of this discussion on the uh the the voice channel uh uh, was a week or two ago and i think when the cpi numbers actually came out and just how the formula just keeps getting changed and tweaked over and over again. If you like measured it like by the standards of like 1970, <laughs> we would be sitting at something ridiculous, like 30%. Yeah. Like they, they tweak the, how they're doing it to give us to control the narrative. Right. Yeah. That was thanks Purdue for calling that to our attention. I was completely unaware of that. Not surprised, but I didn't realize that that was going on. The, the thing that's got me scratching my head is we know because we're following, uh, we know oil companies have all had killer earnings. Mm-hmm. So we know, like at the gas pump, we can we can say like that's not all inflation. Mm-hmm. You know that that gain. But what's really stuck out to me to this this past week while I was at the store buying some booze, okay, is I have I am paying the same price for alcohol and i looked and even though i haven't had a cigarette since may 28th i looked cigarettes are still the the brand i was buying still the same price it was a year ago and two years ago huh so the the what is it the sin items what are the, what do they actually call those the guilty pleasures yeah those have not seen any inflation yeah nor has anybody's wages by the way oh. uh, i'm just saying this whole inflation thing is starts to feel a little fishy when I, I look at my peanut butter whiskey and it's the exact same a dollar per every 50 milliliters that I was paying a year ago and two years ago. I think you'd have to look at every different alcohol to really get a feel for that. Okay, challenge accepted. I will try <laughs> every kind of alcohol. Um, no, I mean, even even the beer, you know, mm-hmm. I love that. Love me that Miller High Life. Yeah, I just called myself a grandpa, apparently. I know, um, right? <laughs> it's the champagne of beer. <laughs> I fucking love the carbonation. Neither here nor there. The cost of a 12-pack is the same as it was in 2016. Hmm. You know, Circle K is still selling 12-packs of beer out here in Tucson for 10 bucks a pop. All right. 
It's interesting. Huh. Wonder why. Just saying. I wonder why. Because maybe, maybe it's all made up numbers. I don't know, Kyle. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Saying inflation's not real at all. I'm saying the value of a dollar is only what we mentally consider it to be. Right. It's just a piece of paper. Yeah. It's just a number in a bank account, right? I think inflation's real. I just look at your grocery bill. It's a real effect, but I'm what yeah, I'm. But you're saying that it, it sounds more like people are taking advantage of the idea that there's high inflation to raise their prices. It's always been presented as inflation is this all-encompassing force that's attached to the value of the currency, and I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't think that's correct. I don't think that takes into fact the nuances of things like a company's ability to to jack up their prices and, and blame it on inflation and another company wanting to be like, well, if we up the cost of booze, they're really going to get uppity. Let's keep them nice and sauced. <laughs> uh, it sounds a bit uh, tinfoil hat-ish, Dan. I know. I know. I know. But I still wanted to say it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, hey, you know who's not tinfoil haddish, Kyle, in the slightest? Uh-huh, I do. The lovely Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage. Tubles in a China Shop is proudly brought to you by Sue Pullen. She's an equal housing lender. Or maybe it's Fairway Independent Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Either way, she it, Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor. Huh? Uh-huh. Focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience helping thousands of people purchase, refinance, even do reverse mortgages. She just loves to help. It's who she is. She's licensed in 28 states. So reach out and see what she could do for you. Best way to do so, just give her a call, 520-977-7904. Or you can send her an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number, 520-977-7904. And Two Bulls and a Chai Shop is proud to be affiliated with Trade Pro Academy. Oh, when I give you the pause, you don't do it. <laughs> Trade-, <laughs> Trade Pro? Trade Pro Academy is the educational platform that offers institutional trade development programs to do and experience independent traders. Translation. Learn to trade like those big institutions, you know, the ones that uh, fuck up their orders and crash markets. <laughs> They've got a great <laughs> staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders. There's no better place that we've found to learn everything you need to know to be a successful trader. Find them online at tradeproacademy.com or you can use our affiliate link in the episode description. It's a great way to support the show and improve your own knowledge and skills. And if you do join that Discord, there is in the discount links channel a uh, link to a 10% discount code. Uh, just don't tell George. Please don't. He'll beat us. <laughs> he does that. <laughs> also, Kyle, the uh, the awesome and amazing Flary and Leo and Job, all the guys over at Orderflow Labs, brilliant fellows, uh, kind enough to share their toolkit for trading futures on Sierra Charts, Motive Wave, Ninja Trader. Uh, they shared those with us, and they it's just a bunch of amazing custom studies. Whether it's structure or execution, they've they've got so much valuable, well thought out studies that you can use for trading your futures constantly testing and releasing engagement with the with their subscribers to help them use those tools and and just general trading knowledge and techniques they just want to they want to share they're just really good educators and their their tools over at orderflowlabs.com are just amazing shortcuts to all of the good stuff Mm -hmm. definitely definitely check them out and be sure to check out our uh our series our engaging series uh with learning to trade with orderflow labs awesome yeah 
stuff. Was it? I felt it was a little pretty janky. Uh, kind of went downhill at the end, but yeah, it got the information out. Okay. Oh, all right, <laughs> let's talk about some stocks. All right. Now it's talk about stocks time. Looking for setups and still not advice. Big news, fresh news, and earnings. All that we're saying is still not advice. Stock time. Take that, lawyers. First uh, that I want to talk about was Snapchat. Oh, yeah. Snap's Q2 earnings were not good. Uh, the stock is now trading at like $10 a share. It's ridiculous how far it's fallen. Wow, wasn't that like in the hundreds a year ago? Uh, not quite the hundreds. It was up, but I think it peaked at $83. At the peak, their uh, market capitalization was like over $130 billion, I th- think it was. Oh, wow. Uh, if you look at it now, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, look at, it is at $16 billion. Oof. Yeah, 43% plunge in the price. Uh, just uh, They re- didn't provide guidance for third quarter because that said that they just couldn't, basically. Uh, so that revenue so far in the period is approximately <laughs> flat from a year earlier. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. We, we, what's your guidance for the next quarter? Yeah, we don't have a fucking clue. Yeah, they said forward-looking visibility remains incredibly challenging. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's bad news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. This is a growth company. So when it comes out with basically stagnant earnings, uh, it's not going to be good. Analysts were expecting 18% and it was pretty much flat. Hey, Kyle, ask me how I'm going to make money in the next three months. How are you going to make money in the next three months, Dan? Uh, you know, it's really hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 that, that's... Woo-hoo. Yeah, not 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 going well over at Snap. Uh, let's see. They they attributed their <laughs> disappointing results to slowing demand for its online ad platform. Uh, additionally, a challenging economy. Apple's twenty one iOS update and increased competitions from companies like TikTok. Yeah, right. Why why send a video just to one person when you can hop on TikTok and send it to whoever's following you? Well, I thought Snapchat only existed to send nudes to between people who wanted to bang. No, well, maybe you can do that with TikTok. I don't know. I mean, you probably can. Just more people see it. <laughs> <laughs> Inclu- including the Chinese government, by the way. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time looking at this chart because I don't think anybody wants to buy this. Um, uh, oh, sh- short it. Exactly. Uh, Pre-COVID low around 780. So that'd be the first target if I was trying to short this. Uh, when something drops that high, uh, I would probably wait for some kind of a pullback because you're going to have to expect everybody who's short for this dump. They're going to cover. And believe me, people were. Uh, yeah, there's there's going to be covering at some point. So so watch for that. I don't know. It looks like maybe $11, $11 $12 would be a good retest level, maybe. Thursday, it was at $16 a share. This has just been going downhill. I don't, I don't know. I don't see this company being around much longer, to be honest with you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if I were to tell you, I don't know where I'm going to, what I'm going to do for money the next three months, I'm in a dire situation. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm selling shit. I'm looking for temp temp work. Uh, going kind of online with this uh, was the uh, the Twitter. 
uh, earnings and the Twitter earnings weren't much better, but they actually didn't really take as big of a hit. But Twitter's <laughs> Twitter's release, um, God damn, okay, here's what they blamed it on. Let's see, they were nearly flat, 1.18 billion. Um, it was with versus uh, 1.19 a year earlier. Analysts were expecting 1.32 billion, so it was a pretty big whiff. But the stock didn't really take too big a hit. The company said in their release that the results quote. Uh, reflected, quote, advertising industry headwinds associated with the macro environment, as well as the uncertainty related to the pending acquisition of Twitter by the affiliate of Elon Musk. Mm. <laughs> um, they did not detail in any way how the Musk situation has affected its business from a revenue perspective. Uh, and a company spokesperson said that Twitter wasn't providing additional breakdowns beyond what was mentioned in the release. Yeah, like like people aren't advertising on Twitter because they're like, well, Musk thinks it's all bots, so I'm not going to... We don't need to reach people on Twitter anymore. I think the only thing holding this price up is the potential for them to force Musk to buy the company. I don't... If Musk wins that case, this stock is going to tank. So uh, do you do you think Musk is onto something then? Like the, like the advertising on Twitter isn't worth what Twitter says it is? I mean, we've tried it. I don't remember getting anything much value out of it. <laughs> Well, that's true. Um, some of the other issues, and I'll talk about it when we talk about the uh, the Facebook, because that's the other earnings one that's coming up that I wanted to mention. Because mm-hmm. uh, Meta, uh, I fucking hate that name, by the way. Uh, they may report their first ever revenue decline when they release their earnings next week. Oh. The senior managing director at Evercore ISI has said that the company's facing a perfect storm and has been for a while. The perfect storm that he referenced includes one, rising inflation, which has cooled off the ad market. Two, the strengthening dollar, which diminished international revenue. Three, a new content format and reels, which it's been slow to monetize because it sucks. <laughs> Four, competition from TikTok, which makes money from the exact same format. Yeah. Five, the war in Ukraine, which ended Meta's business in Russia. And six, remember that Apple iOS update that we were talking about? Yeah. That's uh, Apple's anti-tracking moves, which are making it difficult for Meta, Twitter, and all these other people to optimize their ads. Oh, right. Like, how can I charge you extra money to target specific in specific yeah. ways if I'm not getting the data that allows me, allows me to do that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, then you factor in that TikTok has basically been stealing... Oh, the winning market share. Market share from all these companies, yeah. I mean, TikTok's revenue growth is up at triple digits year over year, uh, where, as the article says, you know, that growth's coming from somewhere. I do, I do want to say a thing about Meta, but since we're on the subject of TikTok, I've been seeing a lot of stories about how they're a real dangerous front for the Chinese government. Hmm. And how they're bad for your psyche and psychology. Are you seeing that on Twitter and Facebook by any chance? Yes. Oh, no. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, I've seen it on on Reddit and and Google News. But I'm just wondering if it isn't like American companies pushing back, like, oh fuck this Chinese company. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm sure it's also true. I, but <laughs> the only reason, well, we weren't talking about it last year. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yes. Uh, Facebook is also, but and, and we mentioned we we talked about this before, but uh, it's it's mo- moving forward. They are uh, officially sued by the company that already existed, the real Meta, Meta <laughs> Meta X LLC. Uh, yeah, they've been around since 2010. Can you imagine if like Can you imagine if if like uh, Think or Swim renamed themselves Two Balls in a China Shop? Oh shit! Like how pissed would we be? Oh yeah, I would lose my mind. Yeah. 
Oh, especially if they did it like Facebook did this company where they were like talking to them about buying the, the name and branding yeah. and then was just like, eh, we don't we don't have to. What are you going to do? Sue us and win? Uh-uh. We own. <laughs> we own the courts. We're Facebook. It's too late. It's too late. Well, somehow they got the stock ticker, which is crazy to me. Yeah. I just uh, when I was pulling up the chart, I typed FB and Meta came up. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I think when Meta reports uh, coming up next week, which it looks like it's on the 27th, I'd be watching for that. I might take some lottos on that just to see if maybe we uh, don't go down and retest those COVID lows at 137. You know, that's a really solid, solid strategy. I think I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Earnings are on the 27th. Yep. I wonder if I should YOLO my account into Meta. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good YOLO. Yeah, right? Uh, Why not? <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, uh, other <laughs> companies losing things, Netflix, if you remember, oh, has do. been losing subscribers. Well, they lost this this guy right here uh, as a subscriber this week when they announced they are going forward and uh, initiating a $2.99 per month extra home fee if you log into your Netflix. That is only so yep. far being trialed in South America and select countries in there but they've also started uh, they did the other one that we mentioned um where they just were limiting it to one household only oh no 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 it's currently going on in dominican republic el salvador and guatemala oh they actually announced in august august 22nd 2022 oh. it's worldwide oh Oh, shit. Okay. Well, looks like I'm dumping mine, too. And then they said in their earnings announcement on Tuesday, they plan to roll out the ad ad-free pl- programs in 2023. Mm. So they're following the path of cable. Yeah. Remember when cable was free and no ads? No, because that was before we were born. Yeah, I don't remember it either. <laughs> But we're seeing the same pattern. It is. It is. When when cable came out, it was like, hey, subscribe to this service and you won't get commercials because you're paying a subscription fee. Yeah. And then cable just, yeah, it, it became like, oh, well, we can charge you the subscription fee and add. So, well, we need to make money and people will watch commercials if they have no other choice. Yeah. Well, you get a successful like company and then they think, then they get man- new management in there and that new management they they're not going to be yeah okay well i guess we'll just sit back and collect checks they're like what can we do to increase revenue well that's what happens when you make their compensation share based <laughs> <laughs> yeah those poor execs aren't making enough money Kyle you're right uh. anyway yeah so i i think and th- this wasn't part of the story that was posted but the, they're i think the the netflix they 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 uh, they estimated they're going to lose two million subscribers, and they only lost uh, one million. I think is the numbers. Uh, they're going to lose more once that actually people start because people probably aren't seeing a lot of this either. Once they see the news or actually see it reflected on their billing statement, they're going to be like, "Fuck you." No, I'm I'm saying is it's silly to me to be like, "Hey, we had a great earnings call because remember last time we said we were going to lose two million people, we only lost a million. No, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's the second quarter in a row of losing people and the number yeah. is getting bigger. <laughs> this is not good news, but the market reacted like it was good news. Netflix started the week at 187, ended the week at 220. So, a significant percentage increase. God damn, that stock has fallen far too. Oh, they are well below their pre-COVID uh or the COVID lows even. 
Jesus. Yeah, November 2021, they were up at $700 a share. So, yeah. Good night, Gracie. All right. Should we, uh, should we move on to some crypto? Let's talk about some crypto. Oh. I had I wanted to bring this one up, the Tesla uh, Q2 earnings report buried in that. So I guess it wasn't really buried. It was been a part of the headline of the story I found, but the company sold off 75% of its Bitcoin. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Did that affect the amount of money Tesla had? Because I can't remember how much. They said it added uh, almost a billion dollars in cash to its balance sheet. Right. But how much did that Bitcoin cost them in cash when they bought it is what I'd like to know. That's what I don't. I don't think they mentioned it in here. But yeah, that was the thing I was wondering, too. I'm trying to see if they could say. But if, uh, if Tesla's selling off their Bitcoin, that's not a good sign. No. Somebody who's, you know, a, a big crypto enthusiast is now deciding to pull the plug at a point which is less than favorable. They they bought one and a half billion dollars in Bitcoin in 2021, uh, January 2021. So, okay. Yeah, they they, they lost half a billion dollars because they, they originally bought it. It was like $26,000 of Bitcoin. Well, if they sold 75, so they lost about 2 million, it looks like, because they only sold 75% of it. So the seventy five percent of one point five billion is one point one two five billion. Okay. So I guess that's not a. I mean, that's a big hit for me, but for Tesla, it's probably not. I, I think it probably stopped them from having a profitable quarter, though. Damn, it's crazy to think about. Like, here's this company that makes electric cars, but you know, they went ahead and did a crypto thing and lost money on it. Uh, actually, they did have a pretty good earnings, even with that. With that. So yeah. Uh, Tesla dumping their Bitcoin. That's kind of a big deal. It It is. And, you know, I'm looking at the Bitcoin Tether US chart. It looks like a, the, that $19,000 support held just fine. Did he, did he sell it too soon? Well, that's, that's what I'm wondering. It's just, it's made, since it's low of in June 18th, we've made higher highs and higher lows. That $19,000 support, it, it, it popped under it once and then it tested it twice with higher highs and now yeah now instead of the the second highest high 22,000 now we're just under 23 i don't know i i mean i kind of want to see it take out one of the that 32,000 mark i mean it's it's where it's at right now it's coming up into a real thin spot in the volume it hasn't been a whole lot of action between 28,000 and 22,000 yeah so there shouldn't be much holding it back but you really it needs to get over that 
you know, 30,000, 32 to 30,000 area, 32,000 to 28,000. God damn it. This, this one needs a split. <laughs> Never going <laughs> to so happen. Talk about the numbers. better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it needs to get over that distribution area there in order to really feel like the, the corner has been flipped. My, my question is, if you were long Bitcoin, would you be getting out right here? No, I would probably be targeting 32,000, probably around 28,000. Right. Right. So, well, yeah, I don't know. So maybe Musk just feels like a crypto bear. Well, he said in that report that he had a super bad feeling about the oh. economy. Because <laughs> there's not enough people? Yeah. <laughs> well, they haven't gone through their whole workforce yeah. <laughs> yet. All right. Any other good crypto stories? Uh, I read one and um, it, it had words in it that apparently have meaning. <laughs> Uh, that people liked. I didn't understand them. Uh, Dogecoin. Oh, I, <laughs> I read that too. I didn't understand a word. <laughs> they announced on Twitter the uh, latest upgrade to improve security, efficiency, and the protocol's user interface is going to have new features such as the reduction of dust limits from one doji to 0.01 doji. As part of the network's fee mechanism mm-hmm. upgrade. Yeah, it's the, the dust limit. It's how much... Doji is unspent or left over in a transaction. That sounds like remember Office Space? Yeah. The scheme that they had to like siphon off fractions oh, of a yeah, penny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what that kind of sounds like. What do you mean unspent or left over in a transaction? How can there be leftovers? Like are you just collecting everyone's fractions? That's what it sounds like. Who is getting that money? Where's that going? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Exactly. Where is that going? Anybody who's a Doji enthusiast, uh they wouldn't mind Letting us know uh, what the fuck that means and where that dust goes to. But, but apparently that news was so good uh, to investors, the total transactions exceeded $80,000 uh, 80, for the first time since May 2021. All the way up to almost seven cents again. Yeah, it's trading at uh, almost seven cents and had a volume, this blows, blows my mind, a volume of $715 million. Wow. That's... A lot of Doji coin flying around, you know? Uh, no shit. <laughs> wow. Okay. Doji's pretty liquid, huh? huh? All right, then. Still still liquid. How's uh, how's How are those Skydle coins doing? Uh, you know, I haven't looked in a while. Should check that out. Oh, shit. Two and a half cents. Oh, no. They went down again? Oh, no, wait. That's up. Close to the, the all-time high of uh, three and a half, three. 3.4 cents. Nice. Getting rich slowly. All right. Go, Skydle, go. All right. Uh, yeah, for reference, the trading the trading volume in the past 24 hours on Skydle was $302, <laughs> it looks like. Or is that $302,000? E- either one's not, not that great. The page I- I'm looking at says the 24-hour volume is $2.5. So <laughs> it's, nope. it's got $3,000 <laughs> in liquidity available at the moment. I see there was nine transactions in the last 24 hours. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. All right. Uh, you yep. know, something I've always wanted to do in space. Hmm. Shoot me. <laughs> uh, is there, apparently, some people don't understand the the draw reference. Uh, just to, to be clear of that. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Good, Bad, and the Ugly is a Clint Eastwood movie. It is a Western. So it's just kind of a play on that. My favorite Western growing up, for sure. Mine, one of mine, too. It still holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. The music. Ennio Morricone, you're a genius. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't uh, do any any trading-relating activities this week. But, you know, I am putting money back in my trading account so I can trade. Well, that's good, though. That means you stopped when 
when you had to that taking the time knowing when to take time away and and actually following through on that is a good thing uh that is uh what my good was for this week too is stopping when i knew i needed to stop yeah the impulse for me like because i still have money in the account it's not at zero so my impulse is to like keep swinging until i hit zero right like that's what my gut wants to do it's like oh dan you're you're only be getting better if you keep trading right you're not gonna get worse and (laughs) like well i'm not getting better if i keep losing money right (laughs) damn it uh my bad uh, not staying stopped when I needed to stay stopped. Oh, shit. so I took Wednesday off because uh, my just trading had just been going downhill, and that's actually my ugly. I'll go ahead and just do them all real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Since getting that stupid prop account, my trading has gone downhill faster than I ever thought would have been possible, and I still got to do some reflection to try to figure out why that is. But I think it's just the it just. Ah, you you get the prop account because you have the dream of turning thirty dollars, which is with the cost of a month subscription, into like thousands. Yeah, and when you watch that evaporate after you spend a bunch of time working on it, and when you watch it evaporate because of some shady shit that the prop com- you know firms do, um, you know, just losing your stops or executing a stop after or a take profit after a stop is filled, and just giving you a position out of nowhere. Mm. like shit like that uh it just really fucking wrecks you emotionally and mentally yeah and i haven't been able to recover from that yet so i took wednesday off because i saw myself going the wrong way um Mm -hmm. i went back thursday and tried to trade again thinking okay i did it i took a day off i feel good and no i did not do well so i had to go back to sim on friday and i'll be staying on sim until i think i make a certain profit target i think that's the way i need to treat it yeah it was really uh, surprised me, and I don't know that I'll be playing around with them at least anytime soon. Well, if you're not able to make the trading plan and follow it because of the way the prop trading system and software works, then why even do prop trading and software? That's that's no good. Exactly. Yeah. There's still some. I mean, I still see the appeal, the lottery ticket, mm. the you know, just the time you invest in it. I can see why it still has an appeal to me, but I don't think I can handle it right now. Yeah. And I need to be able to recognize that myself. Um, do you have any bads or uglies that you want to discuss or? No, not really. Uh, should we do a bet? Oh yeah. I think we got it. All right. I need it, want to beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. Building my positions, quit your bitch and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet, pick a time in the shop, so pick them right. Alright, you go first. Okay. Oh man, I don't know what I should pick. Oh yeah, I do. S O X L. S O X L. The yeah. bull fund. The Direxian Daily Semiconductor Bull Triple Leverage. Oh, that one. Ah, look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Long or short. It's it's accelerating in in on a, on a weekly chart. Yeah, the green candles. It just had a nice red day on Friday. Yep, but it was still still lower than than the the buy days. 
I think I think it's got some some juice in it. I think you're right. I think those green days look really nice. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking to go long, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be putting my stop at fifteen twenty. Oh, that's such a that's so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, put put my stop at five dollars. Uh, yeah, well, I have a stop at that point. Not all right. Seventeen sixty five. I'm gonna put my stop at uh, sixteen seventy five. And I'm gonna put my first take profit at nineteen half, and the other one at twenty one. All right, I think it's pretty obvious that I'm just gonna short meta, uh, but I want to short it the close right before they report. So if they report in the morning, I want to short the previous day's close into the close, and then I want to exit my position uh, the first trading day after their earnings were reported. At the end of the day. Okay. Okay. Uh, and because this is going to be probably one of those that I don't think that's going to matter if I have a stop or not. Um, <laughs> it's shorting into the close. It's just going to blow through it no matter what. <laughs> so uh, this is kind of all or nothing. All right. All right. Is this our last uh, July? Uh, yeah, I think this is. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, do I want to take profit? I think I probably do want to take profit, don't I? you know then you'd have it um let's see we'll just do a take profit at 140 oh wow okay that's down there yeah yeah i just want to have one in there somewhere swing, sw- swing for the fences okay so half at 140 or all of it oh we'll just go all or nothing yeah i was gonna say if it hits 140 yeah just no, no taking that and running they can run all right. What's the uh... Uh, random what, with it's a New York Stock Exchange financial. It's AEL, um, some kind of equity investment life holdings. I'm never, I have no fucking idea. Chart actually doesn't look too terrible. It's a life and health insurance company. Now random's gone to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't give them your money, random. Fuck these people. <laughs> <laughs> Are these those assholes that call you trying to sell term life insurance? Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. Could be. Uh, if Random did pick one of those companies, and fuck him. You know, now that you say that, somebody working for a life and health insurance company is, is going to send a message. To us I know. And let us know that we're bastards for... I'm sure. <laughs> for shitting on their parasitic industry. <laughs> oh, you get to do the apology next time. <laughs> All right, random. Good pick. Good nice support. Thirty-two seventy-five, somewhere around there. Seems to be holding it, rotating above that line, like that. Uh, it did fail to make a higher high, but it does kind of look more like a bull flag to me than. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the daily zoomed out. Yeah, it's got a got a lot of volume right where it's at. Hmm. Um. And and it does seem to be holding. So I think I think there's a real good shot that uh, random finishes this month doing just fine yeah uh so i guess we'll probably have to start scouring the tiktok challenges and see which one we're gonna have to do oh god oh god not a dancing challenge oh are they all dancing challenges i thought they were like ice buckets and uh, no it's all dancing I on that hate damn dancing. tiktok i can't <laughs> dance well we better hope meta sucks <laughs> 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 or semiconductors keep going up. Yeah, oh, I yeah. have faith in Nancy Pelosi's husband. I just something tells me in my gut that that man is a good trader. He's just 
makes quality picks. Yeah, we're just going to find out he sold it last week. (laughs) (laughs) He's already out. (laughs) Son of a bitch. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks for sticking around to the end, folks. We really appreciate it. We're glad you join us here in the shop. It's just such a great time. But. We gotta we gotta shut down for the week. Come be coming back at you soon with a with an interview and uh, find out one week from now. Well, one week from this recording, I guess. If you're listening to it on a Thursday, it might just be a couple days later. I don't know. Yep. You do you, listener. You do you. Uh, <laughs> find out next exciting uh, weekly episode uh, how we did on that bet and uh, whether we got to do some stupid TikTok dances. But until then, happy trades. Uh, goodbye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.